good evening and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne. I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is Deanna. Welcome to the next episode of Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast. We are here at Suzanne's today, and we're batting around some ideas as to what to talk about. And I didn't realize that Arena celebrated an anniversary recently. Um, it was the 35th anniversary of the release of the Arena album uh, back in November of 2019, and it is not November 2019 right now. We realized we hadn't touched on this topic yet or the topic of a single album, and because there was an anniversary recently, and that one's kind of a big one that we've not really talked about with each other either, uh, we decided to revisit uh, Arena, the record, and the film, and we'll talk with you about it today. So we um, we did watch the film uh, Into the Arena, and I learned and saw a lot of things that I hadn't really noticed before. Uh, we were all singing along. Uh, we realized that we sing the songs like we sung them because of this version of those songs. So like the Switch It On and Planet Earth, that started about this time. And other things that we all do. Yeah, the howling during Hungry Like the Wolf. All the things that we do at shows now that, that have stuck money, with us. Honey. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No. I don't think he did that memories before that. Stuff. And yes. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, my <laughs> God. I love that. While we're watching the document or the film, we're also, you know, listening to the album kind of in tandem, obviously, and um, singing along and doing all those things. What was something from either that time or of that album that sticks with you guys most? This is Stephanie, and I realized that I liked some of the versions live. um, Because at that point when Arena came out, I was yet to see them live. Um, it was another, this is 1985, it would be another four years before I actually was at my first Duran Duran show. Um, so I gained a greater pre- uh, appreciation for myself personally for Planet Earth and Careless Memories, honestly, from the live versions. Nice, yeah. Yeah, this is Deanna, and I had seen them, I had seen them live in this tour in Austin, and just a couple of things, watching it brought back all the memories from it but then also the the very beginning of the film and the introduction and then when tiger tiger comes on and, oh, and like you guys got on yeah, yeah. Steph, I don't Stephanie know where and I, I got the ch- I literally I, I got the chills and then it just I just started getting misty eyed because I'm just thinking it was like all these memories that were coming and watching like the, the splicing of clips from videos and things like that. Seen and blue it was, silver. it was like, yeah, seeing blue silver was, was in there and just video clips from videos thinking about when I saw them and, you know, hearing it and the curtain is up with the Coca-Cola logo. And then, you know, <laughs> the curtain comes down and please, please tell yeah, it. It's yeah. like, Oh my God. It's like, you're, you're just, you're there. And I, I, that is still with me. Magical. And so seeing it, you know, all these years later, it, that feeling, that same feeling just comes up. 
And that's what I love so much about this band that it just, all of that is still there, you know, mm-hmm. and it's still fresh. And yeah, it was interesting seeing, seeing it again. I hadn't seen it in, in quite some time. So yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was fun to watch. It was a lot of fun yeah. to watch. <laughs> <laughs> that scene with John in the hallway still gets me. Yeah. <laughs> Susan, what do you think? Well, I just remember when I heard it before, I guess I wasn't young enough to really know the difference between like a live album and a regular album mm-hmm. and like production on things. So I remember that that really stuck out to me that I was hearing the same songs that I had heard on the albums and just understanding it being live. Cause like Stephanie said, I hadn't had the chance to see them live yet. And I don't think I'd really gone to a rock concert cause I was so young. And I distinctly remembering hearing Rio on seven and the ragged tiger and then hearing the remix that Niall did. You mean Reflex. Sorry, Reflex. reflex. Yeah. yeah, I was like, Rio, I was like, yeah. what did I miss? <laughs> I got a couple of margaritas. <laughs> the Reflex. Um, kind of around the same time, maybe a little bit before this, and me not knowing, I'm like, it's the same song, but why does it sound different? But I mean, I was like 12 years old. I didn't know what production was. So in that sense, this was really the first live album that I had ever really listened to. So then I was like, it's like the same song, but they're singing. I I understood the the idea of it being live and the idea of a concert, but just knowing the same song was just a new way for me to think about it. And I was telling you earlier, I think I liked the Save a Prayer version a little bit more on Arena, the live version, than the album version. I mean, I I love both versions and I love the video and all of that. But at the time, and I, I would sing the choir, and so I think it felt a little more, it's more organic. And I guess that's what I was really identifying with. So. What about, what about the, what, what about the plot of it? Oh, the, the movie or the, the movie or the, I only realized today that there is kind of a plot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I use that remember. term loosely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember kind of this man kind of controlling what's going on. I guess I didn't realize he was trying to kill the fans. Or, or, like, declaring Take himself supreme or, leader yeah. over the well, band was, who had this power over people. And, well, he was Duran Duran, and right, he was coming exactly, back exactly. because they took his they name. took his name, right. and, you know, he's like, Right, no, which he's can't. the original actor yes. Yes. from yes. Barbarella, oh, and they yes. use quite a few clips from Barbarella mm-hmm. to tie them all together. Which was interesting. I like seeing it now. It felt a little cheesy. In some parts, you know, and and some parts felt a little distracting too, like interspersing the you know the concert footage with you know a little skit part and stuff, and that that felt a little distracting, a little more so than you know the early days when when I first saw it. So yeah. that because I kind of felt myself going, okay, just go back to the you know, the song, the song, mm-hmm. you know. And we we also watched a little bit of the making of uh, Into the Arena, and Roger was talking about how you know concert films they just tend to be you know pretty boring, and so they wanted to kind of do something a little more with that, which I completely get and I completely understand, and and I like I like the idea of of them doing that. But I think today it, it's. There was some of that where it was like, okay, you know, just get back to the, the music, <laughs> you know. But, you know, it, it, that's not to say that I didn't enjoy it or I didn't like it. It was just. What do you think about the different. plot, though? You know, it was. It's a little silly. It was okay. Yeah. You, know, like, you know, it was fine. It was, you know. But, like, in the movie, Barbarella, he's like trying to take over the world or something. So I feel like the character of Duran Duran is, like, trying to dominate yeah. stuff. So. It kind of went All I remember that. is that he's got some kind of machine 
Yeah. And he's trying to take over something. I don't know. It's been a hundred years since I've seen it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I going back to the, what we were talking about just a minute ago, I, we mentioned the marketing that came out of this album specifically. And this movie is one of those things, but I remember going, we lived outside of Baton Rouge and in order to get my mom to take us to the mall so that I could buy things, we had to beg, steal and borrow. And I remember every time we got to go to Baton Rouge, I would run straight to the record store. And every time I went in there, there would be a new something, um, those cardboard poster card things of each of the band members, the notebooks and the glossiest pictures, the yes, pictures, yes, postcards, yes, the, the postcards, the folders. I still have all of these things. I still have the a spiral notebook. The, those the 45s like, of the single each, of each of the, band member yes. for Wild Boys. Well, and the board game. Have those the board. And the board game. Holy crap. It's called mm-hmm. Into the Arena. That's yes. right. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this became that thing where you started. I mean, I already collected stuff, but this was like monster collectioning. Mm-hmm. This is what you spent all of your allowance money on or whatever job you had. You spent all of your money on these things, and that's where the new buttons came in and all this stuff. So I think this was a new playing field yeah uh, as a fan mm-hmm. especially because you were then kind of not required but you were then like so super stoked to go and get these new things and you wanted to have these things and hang these new scabulo portrait posters on your wall and have the t-shirts of each individual band member and all that stuff i wonder though how much the band was uh sort of supportive of all of that because i think at that point the powers that be saw, you know, the money to be made around stuff like this because they were so popular. And yeah, this was the peak the of the popularity. It was the peak of the popularity. Yeah. And so, you know, the attempt to sort of cash in on the popularity and, you know, knowing that, okay, it's Duran Duran and the kids, the girls are going to go crazy over stuff. So let's just put all this merchandising <laughs> behind it and, merchandise with it so i don't know i don't know i've never heard any of them talk about the fallout or the benefit of having done that yeah i think there has been something about the marketing at that time but even in the duranduran.com blurb that i saw earlier today that roger was talking about 35 years ago this record came out all he talked about was how he was surprised that it came out as well as it did because the crowds were so loud Mm -hmm. that they were not assured that they were going to be able to get anything from the recording so it all ended up in the studio being super produced and as he said kind of overproduced so i don't know did do you think they had anything to do with the marketing part i mean i don't they had to go i remember in sing blue silver they're having to pick their photographs. Yeah. So at least mm-hmm. they had some input in that. I mean, I I'm guessing they knew what it was going to yeah, spin into. I'm guessing they had input in like the assets that went into it. But I'm wondering if they even knew at the time they had a Milton Bradley game until it came out. Like I feel like I the actual like items they probably had no idea. Do I don't think now? they did. I don't know. Well, some of it. I think yeah, some of some it. of it. Nicholas Nino. Yeah, but I don't know if they in like. The folders and the notepads and all of that. I mean, maybe they, they knew there were some school supplies, but I don't, you know. Yes. <laughs> I think maybe not even school supplies. I think they knew maybe postcards and stuff, but I yeah. don't know. Going to school supplies is a little <laughs> deep. Yeah. That's way Your deep. portfolio. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Totally. Yeah. And then and I'm trying to think and about you can it. buy those at Walmart. Yeah. yeah I, did. I feel like New Kids was probably the next group 
that kind of yeah. went this deep with yeah. the merchandising. Yeah. I didn't then, have a Duran Duran uh, lunchbox, but I yep. did have a New Kids on the Block lunchbox. Yep. Yeah. I had a Pigs in Space one. <laughs> <laughs> Pigs in Space! <laughs> wow. We, well, we, we know the Muppets really got in on that merchandising as well. Yeah. Speaking of, Duran never did the Muppet Show, and plenty of people did the Muppet Show. So they no, also never fun. did um, <laughs> Missed Opportunity. What was that Nickelodeon show with the, the Fraggle? Kids? Fraggle? No, oh. after, more that was HBO. Fraggle Rock. Never mind. Let's move on because I can't. <laughs> I'm old. I don't remember yeah, things anymore. Here. Okay, so back to Arena. Well, the other <laughs> thing that I was thinking of, and recently I heard a podcast with another of my very favorite guitar players who also sings and is very adorable, was talking to an interviewer who mentioned how they got into music. And this lead singer, favorite person of mine, said that his mom had recently written a book about other moms who were moms of famous people or of other artists. and the common thread throughout that whole thing was that each of those artists became the creative kind of person they were at about 11 or 12 years old. And that's at about the same time this became such a thing to us. And it was this record. And as the lights go down and arena and all this marketing that created mm-hmm. this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you agree? Disagree? Do you, do you shaking your head? Yeah. I, oh, absolutely. I think I, 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 we, I think we mentioned in the very first episode of the podcast um, that we were all 12. That, yeah, that yeah. we were all 12 years old. And that's exactly in uh, 1985, I turned 13. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I guess like that marketing in that time frame, I didn't have a job yet because um, um, here you had to be 16 to get a job. So I didn't necessarily have the money to buy all of those particular products. But then when I did turn 16 and, and got a job at McDonald's, um, that's where my money went, went to the pens um, and all of the you know, weekly bop magazine when we went to the grocery store or anything that I could get my hands on. And then I definitely got my own cable because of that in my room. So I didn't have to share so I could have MTV on at my, at my disposal and whenever I wanted to, to catch videos. So, um, when we were 16, we had a different version of this band. Did. At least yeah. for me, uh-huh. yeah, so that's that, true that, too. There wasn't was. as much there wasn't as much marketing material for me to purchase, right. where I was kind of backtracking on on things, um, where you maybe saw something that you didn't get to get years earlier because mm-hmm. it was being advertised in your weekly bop or smash hits or Tiger Beat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 16 or something like that. And so maybe that's how you, how I saw, Oh, they made those. Oh, wow. How can I get those? Yeah. Gosh, gosh. It's interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. No, I was thinking, I'm like, okay, when I was 16, that's going to be around big thing Mm. or is going to. So it's even beyond notorious. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cause that's where I was landing was on notorious because everything changed. It's interesting how it's, it's this really short period of time, but feels like an a longer, eternity. an eternity feels so like such a longer period of time in that, you know what I mean? You know, that that's period because we were young, what, you know, 12 <laughs> that's and true. 14 years old, 14, 15 years old, something like that. I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, but yeah, time gets shorter as we get older. It's going by really fast. <laughs> it is really. It Good is. Grief. I mean, thirty-five years. 
35 years since this album that we're talking about today. I just, it, that's what does 35 years life. mean? And it's, yeah. the, it's <laughs> DD40, hope in theory, this year. Is it? Well, yeah. It's, when Simon so joins. I know. I thought it was Should have been two years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it might be two years from now. We don't know. Yeah. Because we're on because, Duran time. Because we're on Duran yeah. time. So who knows other, what that means. The other thing about about watching it was, and I commented on this, was it's like I I had seen it so many times that I knew every single move and mannerism that they made and every single dance move, you know, the singers, everything. Like, and I caught myself like doing the same thing, watching it and moving. <laughs> because and, how can you not? Because you can't. I mean, you, you can't <laughs> honest, just sit still, you know, uh-huh. and, and watch all of that. But it, yeah. And I it's, think that has to do with that time in our lives. Yeah. This was such a big deal to us. It that was. We were absolutely absorbed mm-hmm. in it. And it's like, if I'm old and senile, I'm still going to be able to sing the lyrics. Absolutely. <laughs> There's no yes. way that's not right. going to We're going to be like the Golden Girls. Like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. No yeah. reflex. Yeah. <laughs> So one thing that Roger said was that he, I think I mentioned this, that he didn't know how this production was going to come out and the way it had to be produced in the studio because of the fans screaming so loudly, they couldn't hear themselves on stage. And he was surprised that the fans could hear what was going on anyway. I remember kind of thinking, because I was comparing Arena the album to what I had watched in the As the Lights Go Down Mm -hmm. concert film. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, this sounds kind of muffled. Do you think that now? Have you listened to it close enough that you think that did you ever? The album or the The album Arena? The album Arena. To me, it It, sounds kind of muffled. It yes, I would agree with that because whenever I listen to it now, like if I listen to it in the car or whatever, I have to turn up the volume. Mm. Like the recording of it, the volume it seems lower. Like the sort of equal the equalizer or whatever you know part of it. Yes, I I I think so. And so I think with whatever they needed to do to to kind of single out or get the people get the the screams out. I think they did the best they could to try to to try to single out just the music, yeah. right? And I think how you know, however methods, whatever methods they used, somehow the the tone and the the volume of it kind of suffered, I guess, or or just it was compromised a little bit. Because so yeah, I would tend to agree with that. Now I'm wondering about the energy of it too. I mean, I get energy from it, but I get energy from the regular recordings of these songs. Yeah. But I think if a lay person, a non-Duran fan listened to it, I don't know that they would feel the same kind of energy, I think is the best word for that. I don't From this record. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? think? I think it's just so ingrained in me that I I haven't honestly given it Mm. much thought until we just rewatched it. And when Roger said that, Mm -hmm. and I've seen this um, documentary before, and I just didn't really take it to heart. 
as much as I did just now. But because again, it's just, you know, we've watched Sing Blue Silver a million times and we've watched As the Lights Go Down a million times. So I guess listening to Arena just triggers that. So I'm not, I hadn't even, I'd, I'll have to, to pull out the CD or what yeah. have, you know, and see, yeah. um, cause I haven't listened to it in a while. Um, to make that assessment. I think the energy though of it is still there. But do you think that's because you love it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and to your point about like a non Duran yeah. fan listening to it, I don't know that they feel the same way. Right. But for me personally, the energy is still there. Yeah. Yeah. And so I yeah. still get into it, yeah. you know, and I mean in fact I just recently put together a playlist, a Duran playlist, which has been a long time coming. And so I started kind of putting a playlist together and I'm, I'm still trying to, you know, work on it. And I, I was adding Union of the Snake, but I thought, you know, I'm going to add the arena version of Union of the Snake because it's just, it's more, there's a lot more there's life more. to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I don't know, it's, it's more energizing. Yeah. Not that the original is not, but I just, I like that version better, you know? I think, to me, it sounds deeper. Yeah. Where on on uh, Seven and the Raggy Tiger, it's maybe a little shallower. Yeah, yeah. This is a little There's deeper. more depth there's, to it, yeah. There's a lot of bass. I yeah. I think it's, it's lower. Totally. Sound. Yeah, in the yeah, lower. Yeah, it's sexier. <laughs> I wasn't going never again. It is. It is. <laughs> speaking of bass. Oh, I thought you were going to say speaking of sexier. <laughs> Um, I mean, in this, we got lots of shots of John and all of his faces and all of his animated stage presence. And then I thought it was interesting when Russell talked about the screen and how this was one of the first times that a video screen had been used in an arena concert setting and how he was saying the lady that actually was orchestrating the camera shots had to be careful to like put a shot of John up in the middle of Simon singing a ballad because everyone would start screaming and cheering for John. And that's just so interesting that it was the first time that they had really done that because now it's just second nature and it's expected. And you actually get upset if a concert doesn't have it. Like when we went to see you two in that giant American arena or the giant arena in Dallas. Jerry World. Yes, Jerry World. And we were up at the top and they didn't have like screens up there for us and then we couldn't see. We're like, why is there no screen here? At least the screen's (laughs) behind them on this screen. Yeah, we're okay. But I guess it was interesting because Russell was pointing out that, you know, the front third of the audience is watching the stage and the back two thirds or three fourths is watching the screen. So I I don't know. What do y'all think about that? They were complete trailblazers in that regard, you know, and, yeah, I mean, today you go to things like ACL or whatever, where, or, you know, Beyonce or whatever they have. I mean, the video screens are like Jumbotron. Jum, I mean, <laughs> so gigantic now. And um, I think you have to have them because. You do. I, I mean, I couldn't imagine in 1968 going to see the Stones at Wembley because if you weren't there right yeah. up front. You were well, just yeah. or Live Aid even in 1984. People. Right, there was no right. screen. How <laughs> they did have a screen? Is that even enjoyment they for anyone? Yeah, they had a screen. They have a screen. They did a, like midway. Yeah, I Live they Aid. Did, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure you see a screen, but yeah, and maybe screen. in the middle in the for middle. all the people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was not, like it wasn't a not like screen. what we see today. Yeah. But yeah. they did have something for people to see because there's no way they're going to be able to see. Um, I just remember that quote from seeing Blue Silver, and I'm not quite sure exactly what she says, but she she the the I think the female videographer who Russell Mulcahy yeah. is talking about is saying 
do you see it? We haven't done this before. It's like the first mm -hmm. time you can mm -hmm. see images on the screen. And that's um, that's a pretty important part of stainless silver um, because they were working really hard to make that work. And of course, parts of stainless silver translate into, into the arena. I also wanted to bring up the fact that they added the Wild Boys as a mm -hmm. marketing piece to this album. Um, well, was it a marketing piece or was it more timing that they that Roger they wanted said to do a new marketing song? Piece. Okay, yeah, yeah. To they get, needed to, to add a uh, new song to get, them, yeah. to get folks to buy it, right. For the charts, right. Yeah, then, they needed it like a B side or whatever mm -hmm. to get them. Mm -hmm. But I mean, can you imagine a show now without Wild Boys? I can't. I love that freaking song, and I think it's one of the best parts of the show. So. I would like to imagine. I would like to have. I mean, not yeah. that I don't love Wild Boys, but I I'd you rather. Imagine, I'd like to imagine a show without Wild Boys. <laughs> well, I was no, kind I of know. about to say yeah. that actually because I, I need to hear some other songs yeah. live. Yeah. Um, and so, so um, it's a I, good song. I mean, yeah, it's a great song live, and the energy that it brings is great because I've had the fortune. We've all had the fortune to see them on more than one occasion live. I'm ready to hear some new tracks. That's, so that's why I say that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I believe that it is purposefully placed where it is to bring up the energy of everyone. Mm -hmm. So is there, what, what would you want in its place? Might be a good question. <laughs> well, we know she, what she wants in its place. <laughs> shadows on your side. Yes. We need shadows on your side. Hello. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. That will bring the place that through. Would. I mean, hello. <laughs> and that would create a little bit of uh, well, or my own way. Like we haven't heard my own way. But only if they do it right. Yeah, they have to do it the old way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the old way of my, my own, own way. way. I think that a lot of Duranis probably listening to this podcast would agree that they could do without Wild Boys and a few other song selections. Yeah, and the, yeah. And the, yeah, yeah. I would agree but with they that. I mean, they're, they're not going to. They're, they're not going to. Mm -hmm. But I could do without that because again, we've all had the very, very fortune. <laughs> to see them more than once. And so we're ready for a change in the set list, which we've mentioned before. Mm -hmm. So I could do without that mm -hmm. for some shows. I don't know what Absolutely. I'd do my voice. Oh. Okay, yeah, so with, I, but but I, you say that and you get careless sad. Careless memories would be good. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. We, and you get that sad sprinkled when, in when we don't years. get yeah. Planet Earth. I get sad when I don't hear Planet Earth because I I love that song live. I mentioned that when we opened up um, this show as far as um, I love that version. I love hearing Planet Earth live. Yeah. But again, if I didn't hear Planet Earth and I heard some of the other songs that we don't ever get to hear, I'm okay with that. I'm okay if we don't hear a single song that I've ever heard live to hear <laughs> yeah. all the songs we don't get. But yeah. that's but that's a fan show. I, I yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. But, and I, yeah. I would I would wonder, you know, for the marginal fans, is Wild Boys and Planet Earth they are they a little too deep? Do they you think they know Wild well, Boys is, but I think Planet, Planet Earth, Earth is okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they do mix it with the Space Odyssey and stuff, right? Am I am I confused? Not Planet Wild Earth? Boys. Not yeah. Wild Boys. No, yeah, Planet Earth. Yeah. I mean. They did. Yeah. They did. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, Hopefully that'll change. And then sunrise and new moon. We can never get all of new right. moon. It makes me very sad. I want to hear the verses. Yes. <laughs> well, remember you said even while we were watching Arena that that was the peak of his range in singing songs like Wild Boys. Right. Yeah. Simon's range. Which and a view to kill. And a view to kill. Which we know and have spoken about on this podcast before. 
Simon needs to stop singing some of those. Or they just need to pull songs. it down a couple yeah. a couple of keys. Yeah. And no one would care. But I think he has to he'd have to work on that. Yeah. He'd have mm-hmm. to work on that. So okay, so we're talking about Wild Boys being like a marketing play. Sure. Yeah. And how Russell Mulcahy had the Wild Boys like rights mm-hmm. to the book. Yep. So do you think they just sat around like with the Barrows and Russell and the boys and said, okay, well, I have this idea I want to do, and that's how Wild Boys happened? I mean, I'm just speculating. Have we heard? You mean the song? The song. Because I feel like he had those rights, and he wanted to make this movie that just didn't really turn into a movie. And so then like that turns into the video. Yeah. I just wonder if that movie? was thrown out, that that was available. Well, I never tend to remember a conversation Simon has talking talk, talking about, <laughs> has talked about a couple of times with where he's talking about talking to Russell Mulcahy and how... Yeah. This was supposed to be a movie right, yes. called Wild Boys, which right. was separate from Duran Duran. Right. But in watching what we were watching today, Russell Mulcahy says he saw the concert footage and he had seen a couple of different concerts and then decided this is what we were going to do. So I think that it just sort of organically kind together. of came together. And this is the the song Wild Boys is kind of the result. What of a great question for Russell Mulcahy yeah. himself. And if you're ever listening to this podcast, we'd love to talk to you. <laughs> I think about this just all the time. FYI. I have never called him Russell Mulcahy. It's always been Russell Mulcahy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That Australian accent there. Yes. Good A. No, that is a great question. Yeah. What a great question for him. The opportunity is open for you. We would love to talk to you, Russell. Yeah, we'd have a lot of questions. A lot of questions. That would be a really good discussion. Yes. Is that it? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Happy 35, Arena. Yay! Thank you for tuning in to the Cherry Ice Cream Smile podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a little while. Please subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcast player. And make sure to follow us on Instagram, too. See you again real soon.